So we want yeah. to be a contagion of good. Um, and mm. when we free ourselves to be ourselves, we free others to be themselves also. Yes, a contagion of good. Yes, I love that. You know, that's and it's true. You know, the energy you bring to the room is definitely it's contagious, you know, and just like negativity. And sometimes you have to, you know, be the the immunity in the room sometimes when you have people who are, you know, um, negative. Because one thing is going to happen. Anytime you come into a room, you're going to change the, the energy of that room to something higher or you're going to conform to the energy of that room that may be high or low. So instead of having the room dictate your energy and, and how you're going, your presence and your being in the room, you already have set your attention that I'm going to be a light and regardless of the energy in the room, I'm going to raise it or I'm going to meet it. Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host, DJ, and each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, follow, comment, and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your opinions and comments are always appreciated and encouraged. And with that being said, let's get right into the show. My guest this week is Kelly Giroux. Iyanla Van Zant describes her as a blessing to God's kingdom and simply magnificent. She is the author of I Am at Work, Unleashing the Power of Divine Self on the Job, Mystical Activist, and founder of the Grow Continuum Incorporated, located in Washington, D.C., a non-denominational church with the simple motto, Live Life and Grow. Kelly received her Juris Doctorate degree from Georgetown University and is an alumnus of Howard University in Washington, D.C. Working as a lawyer, she has examined the inner workings of countless corporations, organizations, and governmental entities. Her experiences led her to write her book, I Am at Work, Unleashing the Power of Divine Self on the Job. She now serves in, as a consultant, life coach, facilitator, and trainer. Kelly is committed to evolution and transformation in the workplace and the world. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, DJ. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about our conversation and about your show. It's fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And um, one of the people that we mutually know is Reverend Jim. He's been on the show before, uh, Reverend Jim Webb. And he was a great, he has a great book and I really enjoyed our conversation. I have to have him back on the show again because I just think we didn't even scratch the surface <laughs> of all that he, that he knows and the, the value that he brings about manifestation, about intentions, about the process of that. That is absolutely true. And, and his book is just a wonderful book. I agree with you 100% on that. Yes, yes. So one of the things that I did want to open the conversation about was I noticed that you were rocking uh, a, a bald head and I wanted to just talk about, you know, why, why is that? 
Well, um, as we talked about, I have had the experience of alopecia. It's actually been something that I have experienced at some degree since I've been 16. And, you know, it usually comes with like a couple of different bald patches. But depending on, I guess, the level of stress, it can become extreme. And so hmm. this is my second time experiencing complete hair loss mm. as a result of it. Mm-hmm. So when Jada Pickett, because it's one of the celebrities that, I, that have been vocal about having alopecia, when she started talking about it, was that something that you were like, okay, well, you know, that's that's a good thing. How did you feel about about that when she came out about having alopecia? Well, like I said, I've been dealing with this for a number of years. It's it's kind of become popular now because I know that there's also okay. a congresswoman who is having the experience. Uh, it's good. I'm. It's good for people to talk about it because men and women have this experience. Uh, for me, it has been a process of self-acceptance, and I think that mm-hmm. that's what she also is going through. And it can be challenging going through that with someone poking fun at you mm-hmm. on a national mm-hmm. stage. So right. international my heart goes stage, out to her yeah. for that. Yeah, Most uh-huh. of us come into the world with not a whole lot of hair. So in a, yeah. a way, it is an expression of innocence because you can't hide anything. And I remember I've, I've, had, I've had a lot of hair in the past. And in a sense, if you want to, you can kind of hide behind your hair. But right. with no hair exactly. on your head, then it's just you. You know, it's right. just you. And so mm-hmm. uh, in a sense, it's, it's very freeing in that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure the the time that it took to get ready has been minimized. <laughs> in the cost that of, is true. Exactly. You know, so what I wanted to talk about mostly was your book. The reason why I I really enjoy your book is because, um, you know, I'm a career coach and some of the problems that arises working on the job. And trying to be spiritually balanced, are you putting your, you're placing your spiritual life ahead? You know, to me, I place my spiritual life ahead of everything. It's like, to me, it's my foundation. And then going to the workplace, uh, that's going to be challenged. And especially if you are a beacon of light, if you are a light worker, you're going to have, to me, I feel as though you're going to have even rougher time because what does a light do? You know, a light shines, and when a light shines, and everybody does what they look, <laughs> they're looking at it, and a light attracts different things. It attracts insects. <laughs> <laughs> the light tra- attracts. You know, if you're a lighthouse, you know it attracts boats. It attracts all of these things. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. You know, and so the same things that in the workplace. When you are a light, then it's going to attract certain energies that are going to come over to you. And then what happens? You know, dot, 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 dun, dun, dun. You know, the sound, (laughs) right? And um, go ahead. I was going to say, that's why it's so important for us to enter the workspace already grounded. Like, Mm. It shouldn't be that you show up at work and those things are a surprise. 
Because what did you mm. just say? You can already anticipate what is going yeah. to happen, right? So we have mm -hmm. to have already, we have to enter the workplace fertile ground to grow the things that we wish to manifest and not just victims of whatever is attracted to the light, right? Yeah. We, we want to be the ones that as the casters of our light are setting the stage for what is to happen. Uh, and the way to mm -hmm. do that is to already have primed ourselves spiritually before we ever walk through the door. Yeah. So how do we promise ourselves? How, how does, you know, one get themselves ready? And one reason you probably feel like crap on Monday is because you are anticipating. So how does one deal with that? How does one go into the workplace and transmute that energy? Well, it's it's I like it's three things. One, you want to be primed, just like I said which mm -hmm. means you have already prepared your consciousness. So that's thing number one, prepare your consciousness. Thing number, how do you do that? So thing number two, have your toolkit. And that means my mm -hmm. toolkit and your toolkit, DJ, may look very different. For me, it may be mm -hmm. that like before I got on this call to prime for this conversation, I played the mm -hmm. presence of the Lord is here because that lifts oh, wow. my energy up and focuses yeah. me but you may not even like that song you may think that song mm -hmm. might have a bad memory for you but you might need to read a scripture mm -hmm. and that might put you right. in your place so each of us has to customize for ourselves what works and what we can use as a tool and the third thing is to be able to anticipate our day and set an intention for each one of those aspects of the day to work out in the way that we have prescribed. And when I say we, I mean us and God together. Yeah, yeah, us and God. Because one of the things that I used to do when I, it, it was in a, in a rough environment at work and uh, I would always, before I get to work and the days that, especially I didn't have to drive because I would commute in on the bus and I would just get quiet and I would imagine, you know, just light around me, just having light all around me. And especially with some person that I wouldn't, I, I just, I just wasn't, wasn't feeling, then I would and just engulf their desk of, of light around them. And I remember one time there was one person I was having difficulty with and I was doing that every morning. And I got to work, and they were the desk was the desk was clear, it was clear, it was clear. <laughs> everything was gone. You know, I yes. said this thing really works. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tell a it was all right the, though. I tell a story in the book about praying someone into a promotion because you always want to pray mm -hmm. for that person's highest good, also. So right. there's a right. you know, and in doing that, it is a blessing to you. And I was blessed because the mm -hmm. person left that position mm -hmm. and it was a blessing to mm -hmm. them. They went on to their highest good. And as exactly. it turned out, the person was being difficult because she had a very difficult life, I learned. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, cause you know. Everybody's going through something, right? Yes. You know, so meditation really is a is a great way 
to because it's all about us right you know the drama everything is it's all about us and the situation is that we you know you can't change anybody the only person that we can change really is our is ourselves so um and then when we change ourselves things happen you get movement in ways that we never expected right things that we can't even explain so i want to talk about the great resignation and if you don't know about the great resignation it's been in the news where people are leaving their jobs left and right for different reasons and one of the reasons that i'm familiar with is because people no longer want to put want to put up with you know a small salary or they don't want to do minimal menial jobs any longer they might have an idea where they want to actually invest in themselves and they want to start their own business they want to do something different they want don't want to go back to the same mundane things that they did before COVID. so what are your thoughts about that i i think that it is a wonderful thing if people want to have a different experience and they've decided that they need to leave their job to do that but i want people to know that there is an opportunity to create for themselves the experience that they want within the job that they are currently working. Uh, because mm. most of the limitations that people think they're experiencing really have to do with what they are manifesting in that space. Um, we mm. know that, for example, you might be mopping the floors at Amazon or you might be in the boardroom at Amazon. There are a variety of opportunities available. So part of it has to do with you getting yourself positioned to be who you want to be on that job. And that is a matter yeah. of aligning your consciousness, not just mm -hmm. running away. Because you know, DJ, what they say, wherever you go, there, there you are. There you are, there you are. You know, I like when the book, the movie Norbit, there's uh, a quote in there that says, you know, we can run fast, but problem, run faster. <laughs> run faster. <laughs> One quote that I love from your book, um, and the book is called, I am at work with the ampersign there. No, not ampersign, it's the, it's the at sign there. Yeah, I am the at, at work, symbol. unleash the at mm -hmm. symbol. Yeah. Unleashing the power of divine self on, on the job. And one thing that I want, one, I'm going to read this passage really quick. We just never know what God is doing. If we stay inside of the little, of the tiny little roles our job assigns us, we could miss it. We could miss the whole reason why we are in the room. We can miss what we are there to do what God has placed us there to do. Your employer may have put you in the room for one reason, but the reason your true employer, true employer, has put you in the room is likely entirely different. Be watchful, pay attention and be prepared. Then when the moment presents itself, stand up and do it. Do your true work. And I yes. love that. The reason why I love that so much is because I have been in that situation at work. And I said, God, why am I still in this job? 
Yeah. Like, you know, why haven't you moved me? I've done everything I can. I, and then that voice says, no, this is, and then I'll meet a person and you go, oh, this is the reason why. It looks like I'm doing this one thing here. I'm, I'm doing accounting or I'm doing whatever my profession is. That's what it looks like on the outside. But there's a, another thing that you're doing as well that may be even more important than just that. And once you tap into that, then it, it makes sense. And then once you are complete with whatever that thing, that person you need to say that thing to or that person to say that thing to you, once that's been done, the job comes to an end. They move you on, you get promoted. <laughs> Something happens where you move on if that's what you want. All of us came into the world with an essence, and that essence that we are, bringing that forth authentically is our true work. It's why God would put you in a room instead of me, or me in a room instead of you. And our job in any situation, by being our authentic self, is to do that true work. What DJ would do if he was there, what Kelly would do if she was there. And we can't downplay that. It's so important right. to know that God hired you and not mm -hmm. AT&T. Right, exactly, exactly. God hired you first, you know, and that's that's amazing. I, I really have to stop for a moment on that one, that God hired you first, you know, to do this work. And then, you know, so that's that's pretty powerful for to me. I was coaching yes. one client and she said, Reverend Kelly, I want you to know that now my staff, I coach them like you coach me. And instead of hating to come into our one-on-ones, now they're asking me, can we have a one-on-one? -on -one? Because I know how mm -hmm. to encourage them. And now people are being so much more productive. So we want yeah. to be a contagion of good. Um, and mm. when we free ourselves to be ourselves, we free others to be themselves also. Yes, a contagion of good. Yes, I love that. You know, that's and it's true. You know, the energy you bring to the room is definitely is contagious, you know, and just like negativity. And sometimes you have to, you know, be the the immunity in the room sometimes when you have people who are you know um negative because one thing is going to happen anytime you come into a room you're going to change the the energy of that room to something higher or you're going to conform to the energy of that room that may be high or low so instead of having the room dictate your energy and, and how you're going your presence and your being in the room you already have set your attention that i'm going to be a light and regardless of the energy in the room i'm going to raise it or I'm going to meet it, you know? And so that's one thing that I've tried to be very clear about. So when yes. we're just that one voice in a conforming room of people who are set on the wrong path, we can write that path by just being willing to be the voice of, I have to just say it again, goodness, the voice of spirit, the voice of alignment, the voice of humanity, the voice of morality, if we're willing to be that in the room, we can transform the entire room by our commitment to that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that happens a lot at work where we see someone doing the wrong thing and we know that's not right. We shouldn't treat that person like, you know, this person's on the on the the bad side because the boss like, you know, this person's on my crap list. And so nobody now wants to talk to that particular person, interact with that person. You don't have any friends now. That's right. <laughs> because you have identified as the problem. And um and then I've seen situations where people will will actually, you know, you know, kick you while you're down because you've been identified and I'm like, well, that that's not it had nothing to do with me. If that if the someone in has more power than me and you is identified as this person as is the problem child, and I haven't had any problems with them, why should I treat them bad or, or whatever? So it, 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 but people fell into that trap of, oh, you've been identified as this, you know, per, this problem child or, or whatever the word, and then you know everyone begins to respond to that because somebody that they believe has more power than them has to deem you as um, a pariah or a villain or, or whatever. Well, yeah, that, and a lot of people get blackballed that way. It's true. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in addition to that, sometimes if the corporation itself or the company is setting a policy, it could be a very bad policy. Like an insurance company decides we're going to challenge every claim we're not going to pay mm -hmm. any of the claims off. We're going to, 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 the first thing we're going to do is decline to accept, you know, the claim. That's going to be our first response. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the room might say, yeah, that's a great idea, boss. But who is going mm -hmm. to be that one voice? And we know that from the emperor's new clothes, right? Yeah, I love that, that analogy. Story? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who, who will be, who will have the courage to be that voice? And that's why I say that we all have to be more interested in our purpose for being in the job uh, rather than our permanence, getting to stay there forever. So one of the things that we talked about before was um, exercising divine power or what we call it. And you, you talked about it a little bit um, just a few moments ago about individual power or divine power and exercising that at work because that's really one of the things that we that we should get to class like you in college like the first class you should get when we go into college <laughs> before you step into corporate america or whatever workforce someone to pull you to the side and explain this concept to you because it would have been very helpful to me <laughs> if i would have got this day one before i took my first job well part of it I'm going to use the word courage and I'm going to use mm -hmm. the word trust because sometimes power makes people feel uncomfortable, even though mm -hmm. all of us understand that power does exist in the world. So I'll, I'll talk about trust, which is trusting ourselves to be able to navigate whatever outcome comes to pass. And second, trusting God that that outcome will be in our highest good and the highest good of all concerned. So when we can have that level of trust, then we can mm -hmm. act independently, we can act authentically, and our independence and our authenticity are our power. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because what you're saying basically is that you know, you're in a situation where, and you've been in those meetings, and we've all been in meetings where 
we feel like if I say anything, I say something I don't agree with what everybody else is, what I believe everybody else is thinking or whoever's in charge is thinking, then I'm going to look like the only one. I'm going to be, you know, looking like the oddball here being the one who's being difficult, the one who's being different. And I don't want to bring that kind of intent to myself. So I'm going to just go along and get along. Even yes. though there's something within you that's going, no, no, this is, a, I have an idea. I know this is right. Or I know that's the wrong answer. And we don't say anything. We don't speak up because we fear what we're, what we're, what we're, the outcome of being different, of being, you know, considered the person who's being difficult. But what you're saying is, is that listening to your inner voice and speaking up and saying, maybe it requires you saying, you're wrong or this isn't right and i know it's not right and not speaking from a place of fear because you can't still speak up and because you're speaking from a place of fear whatever your answer is people can detect that and they don't want to like well i'm going to sit here and follow you for when you're not even you we see that you're not fully you know uh, into yourself or are you truly believe in what you're saying Somebody yes. wants to follow follow that. So they're like, well, I'll go along with the guy who's saying the wrong thing because at least he's, he believes in what he's saying. Yes. So being able to trust that this is what I truly feel within myself and willing to vocalize that. And even if no one is willing to corroborate you in that, still saying, you know what? I still stood by my conviction. I had to make a decision today, for example, it was a decision on my job and I had to tell the person who was managing me that even though I understood what was required of us in this situation, I believed that the good that would come to the company if we did what was required was much less than the harm that would come to this individual if we did that. And given mm -hmm. that analysis, I encouraged him to allow us to take a more compassionate stand. And he mm -hmm. stood with me in that. But oh, I wow. could, you know, I could have just let it go and let the chips fall where they may. That would have been consistent with the rules, but I'm not here to mm -hmm. follow those rules. I'm here to do mm -hmm. what my soul instructs me to do. And because mm -hmm. I was there in the room, the man will get a more compassionate outcome than perhaps he otherwise would have received. And, and that's yeah. how we make a better world. And one of the things that, that you talked about in our previous conversation was the two prongs of power. And I was so I thought it was so profound because um, what you were basically saying, I'll let you go explain it better than me, about how you were, how you looked at power and how you looked at the energy of power and how you believed in demonstrating um, these two prongs of power and it has to do with trust. Well, that's exactly you said, you it. About it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was just saying that on the, on the one hand, it is trusting ourselves. Like I could trust myself that I could say that and whether he agreed with me or not, I said it, you know what I'm saying? I trusted mm -hmm. myself to say it and I trusted myself to deal with the outcome. If he thinks less of me, if it doesn't come out my way, whatever it is, 
I knew that I could trust myself to say what needed to be said. And I also mm -hmm. knew that I wasn't working alone, that through my energy, mm -hmm. spirit was working with me, organizing the universe to be in support of what it was me and spirit were trying to do. And so therefore I knew I could trust in the outcome, which was, mm -hmm. he said, okay, I can, mm -hmm. can do that. I think that we can do that. And then he started thinking about it. And then he felt empowered to go against what the rules were. You see what I, it, mm -hmm. it is a contagion. It is letting yeah. people know that they are free to embody the good, that they don't have to surrender to uh, all of these rules that when applied would, would result in negative outcomes for, mm. for individuals. And it, I'm, I'm going to just give you a quick personal example of a situation. Okay. I do mediation and I was mediating something for a family. And the man is the person who originally came to me and what he wanted me to do was represent him in a divorce. Right. Okay. And so that would have brought me a lot of money. But mm -hmm. instead, I said, why don't we mediate this, which would bring me a lot less money, but also brings a family a lot less pain. Yeah. And so he said, okay, um, I'm willing to try that. And I made a few different calls, but usually I would not do a lot of coaching on either side until I meet with the two people in a joint session and we have an agreement mm -hmm. that I'm going to represent them, right? But mm -hmm. he wanted to see his child and hadn't been able to. And so I did some coaching on the mother to get her to let him see the child. Mm -hmm. She did that. This was all before we had had our first mediation session, right? So I reached out because I hadn't heard anything from either one of them to say what's going on. And what I heard back is the mother, the, the father and the child had a nice visit. And three days later, the, the father died. Mm. So it's like God is doing something bigger than we know. It's not just about right. us and our little desires for money. It's about mm -hmm. letting ourselves be used in a bigger way. And, and we may be given the gift of getting to see what the miracle was. Like in that case, I got to see it. Or we may never know what the miracle is. Yeah. But that gets back to trusting, right? Can yeah. God... Because this is not about religion. No, this is not about religion. It's about right because it's one thing people confuse they confuse spirituality with religion and and they listen to what we're saying and think okay well I gotta be a religious person to to listen and like no you don't it's not about religion religion is great I think religion is, is wonderful but it's about connecting to spirit and your higher self and you're connecting to and you want to call it God you want to call it spirit you want to call it Mother Earth Mother Father God or, or whatever you want to name it. But that's what we're talking about, that word that's encoded in your DNA, you know, we call soul. That's what we are we are we are talking about in this discussion this 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 discussion. So even if you're not a religious person, 
I think you can still understand the concept that we're talking about. So, someone described described it as the guiding, ordering, directing energy of the universe. That mm. which is active in our lives and inside of us, creating destinies. How about that? Yeah, creating destinies, yes. Yes, I love and that. I, I love that. I don't know about you, but I've never been to anybody's funeral and had them tell me the person's net worth. <laughs> no, I never have. <laughs> but they have told you the magnificent things that the person did, the way the person loved. Yeah. And so yes. this is just an opportunity for us to, and this is what I say in the book, we have to begin to create our own definition of what success looks like. And it needs to be mm -hmm. a success beyond the dollar sign. Yeah. So you're, you're in, like you said, every funeral that I've been to has always been about how people loved you and how many people you loved. And that's the thing that people want to remember about you the most. Um, not again, like you just said, no one's going to say, well, he was on a Forbes list. <laughs> 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 We're gonna pull the Forbes list out on your on the on the obituary. You know, it's not gonna be there. And if it I is, this is very strange. I think that's true, DJ. But I have never been to a funeral of someone who made the Forbes list, so I can't swear to it. <laughs> right, exactly. But you know, I've seen some funerals, you know, and the famous people on on YouTube, and they didn't mention their net worth, you know, during the funeral. You know, are the problems that came with the money that they that um that problems that you know the problems that do come with with money. So one final question um, about putting purpose over permanence and. And I think we've mentioned all of these things throughout the conversation, but I really want to put an emphasis on that because um, it's really important because throughout my career, that's something that I, I had to learn how to do because, you know, you were always raised, you go out, you get a job, you get the best high paying job you can find that you're smart enough to do and you get the job and then you can pay your bills and, and you know and, and that's what how sort of the way that it is and then no one teaches you about purpose no one teaches you about well what happens when um i no longer can conform to the ideas and opinions of others that are around me because they don't have they don't have anything to do with me so that's when you have to go, oh, well, wait a second. You know, I thought it was one way when it's really a different way. And then you got to do this whole shift in terms of um, how you interpret work. My father taught us growing up, he would say, if you be good to your job, your job will be good to you. Mm. Well, he worked at the same place for 40 years. So that was that worked out for him. But mm -hmm. today, it's a much different time. And I think many of these people who are involved in the great resignation are coming to understand a power that I call quit power, which is your ability mm -hmm. to walk away from the job and know that you will be okay. Yes. And uh, my mentor 
Dr. Reverend Dr. Ayanna Van Zant always says, in order to stay in a place, you in order to walk away from a place, you have to also be able to stay. And when you reach the capacity to stay, then you can walk away. Which means if you, being able to stay means you've learned your lessons and you can navigate it and handle it successfully, right? And only then would you allow yourself to walk away because you will have learned everything there was to learn there. And so I say in terms of this quit power, when we realize while we're at the job that if we were fired today, if we quit today, we'd still be fine because we still work for the company, the God company. And, and everyone has to just remember, I'm a minister. So these, this is the languaging I'm going to use. But what yes. I mean to say is there is a nurturing, protective energy in the universe that always has us in hand. And so we will not be abandoned. We will not be left behind, even if we lose those jobs. We don't have to worry about permanence. And am I going to be there tomorrow? Are they going to fire me? Are they going to riff me? What's going to happen to me? We can trust mm -hmm. that we will all will be well with us. And when we lay yeah. that question down, it's a lot easier for us to be on purpose, on divine purpose while we're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah, and what I get from that, because a lot of times people will come up to me all the time and, and it's friends and, and just people that just, you know, tell me what the issues are. And that when people have work issues, you know, it's always, you know, they, they doing this to me, they're doing this to me, they, 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 they. I'm, 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 I'm getting another job. And I said to one friend of mine who was complaining about her job and she was going to leave and she was just frustrated with it. And I said, well, you can leave this job. But best believe the issues that you are facing in this job going to be at the same next job that you go to. So you might well stay here and try to fix it and deal with it and, and work with it. But, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't the last job that you had had these same issues? So they're going to keep following to you because I think the lesson here for you is to actually stay and work through them and resolve them. Because they keep showing up over and over and over again. What you're doing is running. You know, and she went, oh, you know, so she kind of got it. And then she began to make adjustments, you know, begrudgingly, but she began to make adjustments and she turned it into the job that she wanted. That's it. And I mm -hmm. exactly the job that she wanted. And now when you move to the next job, you have a less likely of those same issues appearing again. But I don't think she's looking anymore because she's actually wants the job now. So yes. that sometimes is, is the thing that we need. Like you said earlier about what Iyanla Van Zant had said to you. And that's one thing that like, we, we need to fix our issues. Always running isn't the answer to, to, the, to, the, to the, the problem. And one of the reasons I wrote this book, DJ, is because we spend half of our lives at work. We at least spend half of our day at work these days. Mm -hmm. People are spending yeah. eight, nine, ten hours at work or more. So why would you miss the opportunity to do your spiritual work and to grow yourself while you're there? If you're a person who doesn't know how to follow instructions, you're a person who gets an attitude when someone tells you what to do. 
the opportunities to grow ourselves, to grow our own self-discipline, our own self-control, to address the things, especially a lot of people take to their job the same family dynamic they've had. Mm -hmm. So if they have they a do. dysfunctional relationship with their family, they carry that kind of interacting into the job. Now the boss mm -hmm. is daddy that I don't like or mama who never had complimented me. And it's all right there and we can do our right. work if we're willing to. Yes, yes, that's so, so true. So I want, is any, um, one thing that I, I wanted to talk about and we've talked about, we've been saying the book, the book, the book, but the book is named, I Am at Work, Unleashing the Power of Divine Self on the Job. And you can find it on Amazon. And I'll have it, the link to the, the book in the show description as well. And you can um, order it through, the book has its own website, uh, which is info in the name of the book, IamAtWork.com. Uh, so okay. that is an opportunity also. But I advise people to order it through uh, Amazon. And they can order the hard copy or they can order uh, the digital book. It's available in both formats on Kindle and hard copy. Uh, they should can also contact me through that website or they can contact me directly. Um, Grow Continuum has a page on Facebook, so do I. And if, if you are on Facebook, just look up Rev Kelly, R-E-V-K-E-L-L-I, all one word, and you'll be directly connected with me. And all of my information is right there in terms of my email address, et cetera. And I can give you my email address to share with people also, DJ. Because okay, I, I love to coach people. And uh, one, of the, one of the most wonderful parts of my book is that I've got five people there that I call spirituality at work champions who tell their mm. story of how they use the techniques in the book to achieve outcomes that they desire. And some mm. of those people, not all five of them, but some of those people were my clients and some of the people were using their own techniques independently. But all of them mm. reached the same conclusion, which is being in contact with whatever our form of spirituality is, even if we just live mm. by a moral compass and we don't mm. have spiritual beliefs, if we're atheists, but we have a, a moral compass belief that applying these techniques such as using intentions can really make all the difference at work. Yes. And one thing that you said earlier about, about intentions, and if you're not familiar with the word intention, what we were talking about, not so like not an affirmation per se, but it can be an affirmation, but more than an affirmation is, it's, I always say what an intention is for me is, me defining the how I want something to begin and how I want it to end because it's sort of like the same thing. What, how do you define intention? I can say one better than I can define it. And okay. so if I was going to say my intention about our show, I would say it is my sincere and heartfelt intention that this show touched the lives of people all over the world who listen to it 
and that they are able to create positive change in their workplace as a result. So mm -hmm. to me, it's a, it is a setting forth what we desire and taking it all the way through to the end. It's almost like a one sentence living vision for whatever that moment is. Yes, that is the perfect. It, I didn't write that one down. I like that one. <laughs> you know, for the, that should be the, the that should be the vision for the show. You know, and um, the work that that I'm doing and, and you're doing as well. So thank you for being a guest. I, I want to leave with that because that was just like that 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 took the cake right there. That intention, <laughs> you know. Um, so you can um again you can reach uh Reverend. I'll have the links to Revan Kelly's information in the show description, her email address, also a different website she reached on Facebook. You, I don't know, I'm not sure if you're on YouTube or not, but I know you're on uh, I'm Facebook. not yet, but when you help me create a show, I will be. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> I, I, I can definitely do that, no problem, definitely yeah. no problem do that. And we also have links to where you can get the book and also her website as well. So thank you for joining us for What's Up With DJ Podcast. Hope you will join us next week for another episode. And until and then. I, I want to thank you so much, DJ, for having me. Um, I did not do a shout out to Intervisions Institute of Spiritual Development, which yes. is where I learned most of what I knew with spirit until I started to get my own sort of one-on-one -on -one connection. Uh, it is a wonderful place also, and I would love to put that link in if you would allow me to also. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I definitely know about um, InnoVision's Yana Vincent's, um school, and um, she definitely has been a person that I have admired for years. And I watched almost every episode of Iyana Fix My Life because I thought it was just groundbreaking work that she did. And um, and I just can't wait to see the next thing that she does because I just think that, you know, she's definitely doing the work. And she's doing it so profoundly that so many people that may know little about spiritual law and about spiritual work, they're watching it happen right before their eyes and they might even be might not even realize it, you know. So I, I should have DJ, I should have shouted out the course that I'm gonna be teaching uh with Ian yes. called Facilitating Personal Power with her and with uh Reverend Beverly Biddle. Uh and that'll mm -hmm. be coming out uh at the beginning of next year. So I hope people will join us for that. Yes, and um, I'll definitely put that in the show description as well. And once you are start to um, have that course, you have to come back and um, get people involved as well. Because, like I said, I am definitely um, would like to also attend <laughs> because right. I, live I, I know and I know Reverend Bev as well. You know, yes. she's one of my my mentors, and and I definitely love her so much. So. Everything is coming full circle. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, yes. Well, thank you again.